Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Kim Edwards and Lucas Markham? Kim Edwards was primarily raised by her mother, Elizabeth. They lived in Lincolnshire, England. Kim was rebellious, whereas her younger sister, Katie, was not. Kim came to believe that her mother loved her sister more. Elizabeth explained to Kim that she loved both her daughters equally, but Kim did not believe her. This belief that Katie was favored over Kim led to frequent arguments between Kim and her mother. Over time, these arguments grew increasingly intense. On one occasion in 2008, when Kim was five or six years old, Elizabeth physically struck her. Realizing that the level of conflict was too high to manage, Elizabeth contacted social services. In a way, she turned herself in. Kim and Katie were sent to foster care. Kim could not handle this rejection. She blamed her mother for the situation, and she was filled with rage. After a few months, Kim was pulled out of the foster care system and reunited with her mother and sister. Kim's anger for her mother relocated along with her. In 2013, Kim accused her mother of trying to strangle her, but both Elizabeth and Kate said this never happened. Kim eventually became fascinated with the 2008 movie Twilight. This movie features a character named Bella Swan, played by Kristen Stewart. I'll go through a brief summary here, spoiler alert for Twilight. Bella is a high school student in Phoenix, Arizona. She's a bit of an outcast. Bella's mother gets remarried and Bella decides to go live with her father in the state of Washington. He is the police chief of the small town where they live. Bella moves there really not expecting much to change for the better. She enrolls in school and during biology class on her first day, she is seated next to a young man named Edward Cullen, played by Robert Pattison. Edward is a dark and mysterious character who initially doesn't seem to like Bella. As it turns out, Edward is a vampire, therefore he is immortal. He does not have fangs, and he does not drink human blood. Rather, he consumes the blood of animals. I guess he's some type of enlightened and morally responsible vampire. He became a vampire in 1918, when he was 17 years old, 
so he had a long time to shape his value system. A few days after meeting Bella, he prevents her from being struck by a van in the school parking lot by using his vampire-level strength and speed. Bella figures out that he's a vampire, which Edward eventually confirms. Bella and Edward fall in love. They have a close bond. Edward seems to understand Bella. Edward introduces Bella to his vampire family. They are a little concerned that his involvement with Bella could lead to their secret being revealed. So the relationship is high risk. It creates a lot of drama. A few other vampires come to town and cause trouble. Essentially, Edward saves Bella's life and they attend the high school prom. The movie received mixed reviews, but it was very popular among teenage girls. At this point in the narrative, Kim Edwards was 13 years old, so she was particularly susceptible to the intense power of the movie Twilight. Kim connected with the character Bella Swan. She adopted this attitude that a person can only find one true love. With this portrayal of love on her mind, Kim attended school and met a classmate named Lucas Markham. Lucas was not well liked in school. He was thought of as a troublemaker. Other students were afraid of him. He would get into physical fights. He and his brothers were put into the foster care system when he was young. At age four, he moved in with his aunt. His mother died from leukemia when he was five years old. His father drank excessively. Although Lucas was not a vampire, Kim was strongly attracted to him. They initiated a romantic relationship. Elizabeth did her best to separate Kim and Lucas. She banned him from the house, which led Kim to meet with him in the yard. The relationship between Kim and Lucas was a source of steady conflict between Kim and her mother. So again, we see a number of parallels over to the movie Twilight. The relationship was not really welcome. It was the source of concern. Kim responded to all the stress by writing a letter to a teacher saying that she was trying to be strong but couldn't do it anymore, like she was threatening to harm herself. Elizabeth took Kim to a mental health clinician for an assessment, but no symptoms of mental illness were detected. In October 2015, Kim and Lucas ran away together after stealing a tent from school. They were found six days later in a nearby town. Kim was returned to her mother. She was surprised to learn her mother gave away many of her possessions to her younger sister and packed other possessions away. In addition, Elizabeth allowed Katie to use Kim's room as a play area. It seems like Elizabeth adjusted quite quickly to Kim's absence. She was ready to move on from her daughter. In March 2016, Kim overdosed on prescription pain medication. She was taken to the hospital and survived. After waking up, she spent several days crying. She was upset because she could not be with Lucas. Not long after this, Kim decided to sneak out of the house to see Lucas. He told her that he was madly in love with her, he couldn't live without her, and he mentioned the idea that he could murder Kim's mother. Kim was immediately on board with that idea. Over the next few days, Kim and Lucas planned the homicide. They intended to kill Elizabeth when she was asleep. After the murder, they planned on overdosing on prescription medication so they could live together forever. On April 11, 2016, Lucas came by Kim's house with the intent of committing murder. Kim was supposed to let him through one of the windows, but she fell asleep. He returned on April 12, but the same thing happened. I wonder how that works. So Kim's lying in bed trying to stay awake, saying to herself, I really want to commit homicide, but I'm so tired. 
I guess the fatigue, won that contest. One would think that preparing for murder would create a bit of anxiety, like a homicidal version of waiting for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. On April 13, Lucas returned for a third time. This time, Kim was awake and let him in a bathroom window. He was carrying a bag containing four kitchen knives. Kim removed one knife from the bag and handed it to Lucas. He walked into Elizabeth's bedroom and stabbed her eight times before suffocating her with a pillow. During the attack, which took about 10 minutes, Kim entered the bedroom because she heard noises. She wanted to make sure that Lucas was okay. As the attack continued, Elizabeth reached out her hand to Kim, who was watching the attack. Kim touched her hand, believing it belonged to Lucas. After Elizabeth was murdered, the plan was for Kim to murder her sister Katie. But Kim was in a state of panic, so Lucas decided to carry out that murder. He took the knife into the bedroom that Kim shared with her sister. He stabbed Katie two times in the neck and suffocated her with a pillow. Kim and Lucas did nothing to clean up the crime scenes. As they were preparing to bring an end to their own lives, according to their plan, Kim realized there was no need to proceed with that part of the plan. Now they were unencumbered. They could be together in paradise, or at least in Kim's house. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now. They took a shower together because they were concerned the dog would be able to smell the blood. I'm not sure what the dog would have done with that information, but I guess one can't be too safe. They went into the basement where they had sex, ate ice cream, and watched the movie Twilight. The police visited the house about 36 hours later because Kim and Katie missed school. They found Kim and Lucas in the basement, hanging out like it was no big deal. The police asked the pair what happened Lucas replied, why don't you go and look? Upstairs, the police found the bodies of Elizabeth and Katie. Kim and Lucas were arrested and charged with murder. In November of 2016, Kim and Lucas were convicted of murder. They were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 20 years. On appeal, their sentences were reduced to 17 and a half years. They will be out of prison in their early 30s. Now moving to my analysis. Lucas Markham was described as a very damaged young man. He witnessed domestic violence when he was young. His father was unable or unwilling to regulate his intake of alcohol. 
Lucas had an IQ, which was referred to as causing difficulty. Typically, only a low IQ is considered troublesome. Lucas may have had a fascination with death. He seemed highly interested in information about the father of one of his classmates who was murdered. He also told a classmate that he was going to kill Elizabeth Edwards. Kim Edwards was described as having a personality disorder which could not be diagnosed until the age of 18. I don't know to which personality disorder they are referring, but antisocial personality disorder is the only one that fits this criterion. All of the remaining personality disorders can be diagnosed under 18. It sounds like at least some clinicians who examined Kim believed that she had psychopathy. For example, she did not have empathy or remorse. She was cold and callous. Psychopathy has a strong relationship to antisocial personality traits. One mental health professional said that Kim Edwards had adjustment disorder. The clinician stated that because she had this disorder, she was not able to think rationally. This, of course, is not true. Adjustment disorder has nothing to do with compromised rational thought processes. I can't think of one criminal case I've ever analyzed where a mental health clinician made this assertion. I can understand if we were looking at something like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or another disorder characterized by psychosis, but adjustment disorder has absolutely no relationship with psychosis. It seems clear that Kim Edwards knew what she was doing, she knew the difference between right and wrong, and she acted with intent. The lack of remorse and coldness expressed by Kim Edwards is shocking. Here are a few statements she made to the police after she was arrested, which illustrate this point. She indicated she wanted to get revenge for the way her mother treated her. She said, quote, I did not feel anything for my mother. She deserved it, and I'm glad she's dead, unquote. When asked how she felt about the murders, she responded, quote, I was okay with it. The fact that it happened so quickly gave me peace of mind because it wasn't like torture or anything, unquote. In reality, neither murder happened quickly. Both victims suffered horribly during the attacks. When speaking about her sister's murder, Kim said, quote, I was not killing my sister out of anger, and I miss her, but I was excited about killing my mother, and I was looking forward to it, unquote. One motive that Kim offered for the murder was that her mother would not have to deal with her anymore, almost like her mother was better off dead. What do I think happened in this case? This is just a theory, my opinion. Life in the Edwards family was chaotic. Kim was a disruptive child who became increasingly rebellious. Any sense of security that Kim had was shattered when she was sent to foster care. The relationship with her mother would never recover. She could not trust her mother. Elizabeth Edwards did not treat her daughters equally. She favored Katie. I think it's possible that Elizabeth used the fact that Kim was hurt by the favoritism to cause more suffering for Kim. Like Elizabeth knew that this was Kim's weak spot. This is where Elizabeth could strike her and have an effect. For example, when Kim ran away with Lucas, Elizabeth gave Kim's property to her sister Katie. This was a blatant rejection, a clear statement indicating antagonism and dislike. In a way, I think that Elizabeth was also binding herself to Katie, like Katie was her ally in this battle against Kim. They were going to fight the evil sister together and prevail over her rebellious nature. Elizabeth was misguided and desperate to regain control of Kim by any means necessary. Elizabeth lacked parenting skill. 
she resorted to an immature tactic. If Kim was going to hurt her, her mother was going to hurt her back. Fueled by the blatant favoritism, which may have been filtered through psychopathic characteristics, Kim's feelings for her mother escalated to intense hatred. The battle lines were drawn. Each side was entrenched. Kim's rebellious activities became even more pronounced. She was determined to be victorious. She viewed herself as an agent of destruction because the system, represented by her mother, could not be changed without something drastic like that. Elizabeth and Kim both wanted to gain control. They defined the relationship in a manner so that there was no middle ground. One of them would be victorious, and the other one would be defeated. Kim was miserable and felt as though her life would never improve. She was trapped with a mother who she believed did not love her and would not protect her. Kim believed that her mother was going to win the war between them. When Kim watched the movie Twilight, she strongly identified with the Bella Swan character. Here was someone just like her, a person who gave up trying to fit in, but whose sense of purpose could be completely fulfilled by one bad boy figure. Lucas Markham became Kim's vampire. She viewed him as strong and willing to challenge the system. Lucas was easily manipulated by sex and the promise of eternal love. He was lost, and Kim gave him a sense of purpose. His job was to protect her. When he suggested killing Elizabeth, Kim was all too eager. She did not have the temperament or the physical strength to carry out the murders herself. She wanted to, but she could not get past the panic and anxiety. Lucas was not encumbered by these limitations. He became an agent of Kim's will, a vampire, or perhaps more like a demon, who would follow her commands. He was able to physically express her darkest desires and she had no shortage of malicious intent. Both of these individuals were impulsive. They lived in the moment with no regard for the future. They committed the murders without any real idea of what to do next. For Kim, the murders are what mattered. She really didn't care about anything beyond that. The primary driver behind this case is often framed as the presence of star-crossed lovers, which this case did feature, but it was not the most important factor. The most important component of this case was a failed mother-daughter relationship. This created an environment where Kim sought out the power to commit murder. Kim was committed to be free from the mother-daughter relationship by any means and at any cost. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.